0: Wow. A of I think it's from who
1: you don't like have to, to leave that in. Or that. Or that. Or this. Couple of uh, oh man, that smelled like onions <laughs> and Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Now you have to keep all this in.
2: All of it was being kept in from the beginning. I was never going to cut it. I know. That's why I kept going. You know. I know. You know.
1: Oh, playful us. Dr. Pepper and onion. Dr. Pepper and onion.
2: Girl, you're trying to get fucked.
1: (laughs) Welcome, welcome, welcome to Couple of
2: Critics Podcast.
1: I am Michelle. I'm Sam. Hey guys! Hey! Hey girls! Hey! Actually, no to the
2: girls. I hate women today.
1: Why? What did I do?
2: <laughs> I don't hate women today. I was just saying something to be stupid. Stupid, stupid, so stupid. So now say something to the ladies. Hi ladies, how you doing? I don't tend to talk to you much, and I feel like I weird you out most of the time. But I've gotten to the age where I... Oh, no, they love you. Don't care! <laughs> People think you're charming and adorable. I people think I'm weird. Is that charming? Does that count as charming? You're
1: not weird in a, like a severing people in the back sort of way.
2: You, Except I talk about that. But you are a cut up. Hehe, <laughs> boom Ah-ha! crash. I like where you went there. More compliments <laughs> to me. That's what this podcast would just be the whole time, complimenting me, boosting this ego more than it already. Sits on top of the world. Look, we
1: believe in balance, right? Your your ego has to be so your ego's so high and mine's so low, so low. I don't
2: I don't actually think of my of my ego being high. So I think I just we balance think of, out. I just think of everyone else being real
1: dumb. I know you do. <laughs> I think a lot of people do though. A lot of people think from the stand. I mean, if someone says something to you. Like, hey, you did this wrong. We're all like, no, I didn't. We all, most of us, push back.
2: Most do. I've never pushed. We're not back. just
1: like, you're right.
2: <laughs> We're not fucking most, most people don't just
1: cower and just be like, yeah, I am a piece of
2: shit. I work with a kid like that,
1: <laughs>
2: and it pisses you off.
1: Call Brian Birdsong.
2: Brian Birdsong. What big jib to good is breed. That's an inside joke for just us. I'm a and of our it. huge podcast audience. These people don't know what what
1: well, they don't know what's happening. But hey, we are a rev- why is it so hard for me to say this? What? We are a review podcast. Unless I really enunciate, it's not it. easy to just slide through that. Well, first I was like, hey, we are a review, and couldn't do it. But I'm also sleepy. It's midweek. You have the sleepy, the look,
2: you got the old like, your eyes want to close, but you're just going to push through this anyway. I
1: am. You guys,
2: (laughs) you guys. Which means you're going to get top tier content. You know,
1: (laughs) first of all.
2: Yes. That's not, that should
1: not be the expectation. Top tier content. Correct. I agree. What even is top tier content? Not this. (laughs) <laughs> Yo, that was a that was not uh, anything. I wanted an actual oh, what is idea tier of what would be considered top tier? Is it just people who have in, big sponsors like Conan in a podcast
2: world? <laughs> I mean, I'm not just going to sit here and name podcasts I like.
1: No, I didn't. I wasn't asking you to. You know what top tier content is? What is top tier in the podcast world? Technically, not podcasts, but like. What what would qualify one the as Conan being top podcast, tier?
2: That would be yeah, the ones that make the most money and have just the most like, l- listeners. Just like alcohol, it's the top tier because it costs the most. But then that almost
1: feels like just because people are consumed. So that that means Taylor Swift is top tier because everyone loves her.
2: It would be considered top tier. Yes.
1: Not in my fucking existence. <laughs>
2: well, there's probably some top-tier liquors s- that you would say, I prefer this lower-tier bourbon over that bourbon.
1: As someone who has a real, uh, unexplainable aversion to Taylor Swift. <laughs>
2: you do, and like, she makes your skin crawl.
1: It's hard to live in a world
2: where most people love her and We're- think that she's just the best. From stories I've seen, she seems like a very nice person. And takes care of her peeps, yo.
1: Well, and that's not what it's about. Like, that's fine. But as far as, like, a musician and people being like, she's so great, I'm sure she's fine for people who are into it. (laughs) I just don't get it at all. It's
2: not for you, then, baby. Just turn a blind eye. Just come over to my side of the field and accept that the mainstream has always been lower. So the top
1: (laughs) tier, the best... Is what people like the most.
2: I would say that is what you would call. Now, if you say top tier, now your preference of quality, then no, those don't qualify. That
1: well, and I guess that's kind of what we do here anyway, because our ideas of what is top tier to us isn't necessarily top tier in the media world. No, or what is top tier in the media world? Like uh, we've been, we've now done two of the top ten best selling albums of all time and one of them was for me way fucking harder than the other but like we have like the eagles those are considered top tier cuz they sell so well yep. elvis yep. top tier because he sells so well yep. i'm not i don't i just don't dig this stuff you don't so top tier in the world is not necessarily top tier in our world and uh some a lot of times it's not the same for each other either so we give each other things
2: was this roundabout way of uh, explaining our
1: podcast i figured i should probably get into what we're doing because i'm just like meandering in my brain at least i literally feel like i'm wandering around in circles so i'm like oh yeah there's a there's a fucking sidewalk i should just go ahead and run to it
2: if you if you were walking around in circles i'd say you connected that circle just now I sure did and (laughs) And we're gonna walk right back around
1: (laughs) uh, we don't need to Uh, but we give each other bits of media usually an album and this week is my turn and I would say that this is something that we would uh, my, my guess at least do tell is that I would consider this more top tier in both of our eyes because yeah, I would yeah. think that this is something that we both would see as positive, and it, this is something where we do have some overlap, mm-hmm. and which I can doesn't always. Upon
2: that, further happen. as we talk, we will
1: be listening to the album "Disraeli Gears" by the band Cream. The that's right, the Cream band that a lot of people think of being so solid in music, but it, it turns out they did like five total albums, I think.
2: Well, I mean, five albums, that's a lot in my
1: mind. Yeah, but not in a, for a, but in a, short, in a short period, period of time, time.
2: Yes. Hey, man, when you're hot, you're hot. When you're, you but you're flow still and you still got to squat. Yeah, it's what I've always said. You've heard me. You've been around. You must be a big fan of the movie Little Giants. I am for the sake of this bit. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever seen Little Giants
1: with Rick Moranis. That's Rick Moranis,
2: right? Is that a football? And Ed one? O'Neill, yes. Okay, so that's like football, like misfits team.
1: Yes. Okay, and there is a certain blonde-haired Canadian cutie that was in this movie as well as the heartthrob. Is that a br? Br? No, that's a ds. That's a ds. That's a Nintendo DS. <laughs> That's a Canadian. What is DR? Dominican Republican? I didn't say DR. What did you say? I don't
2: remember what I said now. <laughs> BR? Yeah. ARTH, B-Arthur? <laughs> yeah, was it B-Arthur? <laughs> now I'm getting hot. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> no, Brad Renfro.
1: No, not Brad Renfro. Hey, Devin Sawa was my Salwa. dude. Hey,
2: yeah, what I was going to say. DJ Squalls. <laughs>
1: squalls is that his name isn't it qualls
2: qualls
1: well i want it to be squalls lauren lapkus
2: (laughs) hey now (laughs) i'm an all-star you're a big lauren fan i
1: am but the dj qualls thing is uh i don't think it's a mean thing i just think that they're both kind of unconventional looking and it's fine who cares they look similar especially when she dresses it when she does her character todd (laughs) she looks even (laughs) more like dj qualls all right uh moving along uh if you want to know who we're talking about and you have netflix look at uh check out lauren Lampkiss's episode of the characters
2: it's a good it's a good reference yeah or a good suggestion no but what's the other word Recommendation Recommendation I
1: recommend we study a dictionary for five (laughs) minutes a day No All right, so let's get into this album Disraeli Gears It is the second album by Cream All right It was released in the Grand Ole, not the Opry 1967 (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> Were you stalling for time there? As you talked about the Grand Old Opry. That was a good get... one.
1: <laughs> I had to get there, man. 1967?
2: 1967. So how old is my mom here? She's born in 1951. So she is 16? When this comes out? God. My mom. My dad
1: was four when this came out.
2: <laughs> I mean, your dad was, in, was around for some good music, too. But my mom could Locked have up. gone to some... Fucking
1: killer shows. She was too busy being on the uh, in the Young Young Republicans Club when she was in school. Uh, Let's let's listen to this first song here. We have Strange Brew. Yeah. Woo. So there were only two singles on this album. Okay. Two of them have, but it was the thing where it would come out on a what would you call that? A forty-five.
2: Okay, yeah, yeah. One side, A side, B side. A side,
1: B side. So a lot of times the B side became pretty popular. Yep. uh, Because it was released as the B side to the single. So so you just
2: flip that A side over and you say, hey, what the hell did they put on this side? Uh,
1: So this was the first single and it was the A side.
2: This was the first single? This was. So there are two singles that are two A sides? Mm -hmm. Or is it just an A side to B side? It's. I, see, I'm not sure how that works I don't know if it's technically c-
1: Considering releasing it as a single If it's a B-side I feel like we've maybe looked into this once before But I'm a, we're very my, forgetful My fellas.
2: hunch says no I would think no I think there's stories are like where they're like Well, the B-side Crushed the single Like it took over Alright, so the A-side and the
1: B-side Are the two sides of the
2: Jesus. Phonograph For records and cassettes oh, This These. Is what we're doing <laughs> this is what we We're so dumb <laughs> Carry on I wanna know It just says here That the
1: B-side or flip side Is a secondary recording That typically receives Less attention Although some B-sides Have been as successful As or more so Than their A-sides But I'm not sure If it's
2: I'm taking a hard stance here A-side's the goddamn single B-side's just a Appendage along that single.
1: That's how I always thought of it as. A vestigial
2: tale among the...
1: So this only technically had two singles out of 11 tracks. But this is a short uh, album. It's going to probably be a shorter episode.
2: It's a a solid album.
1: I would say it's solid. So what I uh, think that you thought of this before I... uh, before you listen to this, when I was like, Hey Sam, we're gonna be listening to a Cream album, I think you were probably is you know, somewhere in your brain, easing peasin'. Oh, it's easin' peasin' easily. It's and peasin', peasin
2: season. easily. It's peasin season. <laughs> yeah, I've heard this album before. I've ventured into this album before. Yeah, you were kinda
1: raised around Cream and Jimi Hendrix. No
2: way, Cream wasn't like the forefront. They were definitely spoken of highly. But this, the households were definitely Jim, uh, uh, Doors, and Jimi Hendrix houses. Well, As were the mainstays. Wasn't Jimbo this, big into Cream? I mean, everybody liked Cream, but nobody like flew the flag like they flew the like Hendrix and the Doors flag. Like I would go over to my cousin's house, like Steve's kid, and he had like the Doors logo carved into his wooden coffee table that he had in his room. And Jimbo always had like uh hendrix posters up now there might have been a cream poster but i just don't have, remember it being like repeated you know I can't what i mean remember but yeah. cream was always regarded highly like i mean sunshine of your love which will happen later like it's like a staple of rock and roll so these guys were got and the funny thing about this band is like i remember a time of knowing cream without realizing cream eric clapton was in cream like So in my brain still, I have a separation between Cream and Eric Clapton. Much like I have a separation with, like, Eagles and, uh... Don Henley? No. Fucking Joe Walsh band. Oh, yeah. Uh, James Gang. James Gang. James Gang is so
1: much better, if you ask me. Because,
2: like, Clapton, when I think of Eric Clapton, it's that, like, schmaltzy... Middle aged, I
1: knew that first because my mom was a big fan and she loved like his unplugged and stuff. That was
2: meant for your mom, that's like the perfect age. Like, this, I'm just like, oh, wait, he was like really good once. And I know he's talented, but like he's he's definitely really
1: talented. Yeah, uh, he's also an interesting fella, which we can talk about that here <laughs> in the word a bit. We're gonna use. <clears throat> That's how I'm going to start it. Um, but we also have it's a three piece band. We have Eric Clapton, Ginger Baker, and Jeff Bruce. Jack Jeff? Bruce. God, why am I so? I'm really bad with, with J, J names. names. You are, and it, I mean this is. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Uh, J- Jim was John Steinman yeah, over and over. <laughs> and I don't know
2: why I struggle with that. Uh, so that first song, uh, it's
1: fantastic, a perfect
2: intro for this album. It's not too like psychedelic. It's pretty like straightforward. It sounds good. It's not like overdriven a lot. I've, I've liked the song for
1: a long time. Yeah, cream yeah. has cream has crept its way in as I started smoking weed and listening to psychedelic <laughs> music. They're I,
2: built for it that's I, what
1: they're made for I, I don't feel like this was an influence from my parents i know my mom liked clapton but i don't remember cream ever being played
2: it's so funny as i got older and realized kind of like what my extraneous family was really like and it's like oh no wonder you were listening to the doors Jimi Hendrix, hendrickson cream <laughs> got it and it makes sense <laughs> that my mom was
1: choosing to listen to things like sticks and uh Eric Clapton and the later like days stuff. and stuff that she just different time. Yeah, and it feels
2: more safe though, doesn't it? Doesn't this still feel like, like, ooh, if I go to that party, they might hand me LSD. Probably. <laughs> and, and the album cover is so fucking psychedelic.
1: So I did read that this being the second album, the first one was a little more blues rock. Yeah, and this one went in a very strong psychedelic rock
2: is direction. The first one fresh Cream. Yes. Okay, Fresh Cream, I have tried. I like the album. There's some good songs but, on it. But it never like grabbed me. Mm-hmm. Like this one, I mean, I'm already said I like this album. This one grabs you. This one mm-hmm. like makes you think about it later and like it's stuck in your head and in your bones. I also think it's a
1: great delivery with it being only 30 some minutes, like 38 minutes or something like that. Yeah, get in and out. It's it's just There's not enough time for there to be a bunch of excess fat, even though there are 11 tracks. Let's move along to the next song, which I read is their... uh, It is the second single, and I believe it is their most popular song that they had throughout their entire short career, Sunshine of Your Love. So I want to say from the get up and go... Y'all? This is a song that I feel like everyone has heard 100,000 times. Yes, this is Up There with Smoke on the Water. I was just going to say, Smoke on the Water, it's similar. I think they're both great songs, though.
2: Yeah. Uh, This is better than Smoke on the Water.
1: Oh, I agree. But I'm just saying, when I first hear it, I may just be kind of like, I've heard this so many times, like at the very beginning. But then once it keeps playing, I'm just like, God damn it. This song is so good. good. There's a
2: reason it gets played so so much. And like, sometimes you got to like forget all that and be like, think of it like if you were in 1968. And you got this, you'd be like, what the fuck is happening? D- D- it's heavy. Was it it's 68 or 67? Heavy. I can't remember.
1: I feel like it was the end. Yeah, 67. Sixty-seven? Even even better. I said 68. So you'd be like, whoa. I, I want to talk about something that I guess I just never really noticed until actually listening to Cream as a, as a whole album. This yeah. album. Yeah. What? fucking fantastic vocalists are Jack Jack Bruce you got it (laughs) Jack Bruce and Eric Clapton though together together it's beautiful yeah and Eric Clapton has such a good voice but Jack Bruce fucking kills it I think he is a tremendously good singer rest in peace
2: (laughs) give him the rest in peace
1: two of these members are dead um Eric Clapton's the only living one because they say that, uh, you know, only the good die young. (laughs) Well, fuck, all these dudes were assholes. (laughs) Uh, Well, that was just a burn to Eric Clapton specifically.
2: This... I've never noticed how much I liked Eric Clapton's voice in this because I never really listened deep enough before to... Delineate the difference in the voices because, mm-hmm. like first pass, you just you it know, just like washes over you. You might not know it's two guys going. You just kind of hear board. it as one. Yeah, sound. and I always have. And I, I
1: knew they did that, but I never really paid attention. You know, I think I was like that too. I never really paid attention as closely. And you know who else does that?
2: Allison Chains. Oh yeah, they can also kind of sound like each mm-hmm. other. Where it's like you're so good together that sometimes. I can't tell who's doing it, but then you get accustomed to it and you can tell by far who is actually singing just like this. And I never realized how buttery Eric Clapton's voice is. I
1: do think that uh, when you're talking about Alice in Chains, though, for me, it's a little harder to decipher because I think they they do have voices that sound more similar than these two, for mm-hmm. example. But yeah, there's a soulfulness in Eric Clapton's voice. That I just that never. blues that he loved. Yeah, I've just never really heard it as much. And right here. And I think this. I don't know. There's just like. That was probably not, not a good example, but. I think it's a great example. Still, He's just a, taking
2: it easy. He's just jamming his ass off. He's more concerned about the guitar. And I know that I watched that thing that you watched that didn't have part five yeah though yeah <laughs> so we watched part one through four
1: fucking blue balls
2: uh, i know they say that like this is the first they were like eric sing on this album oh and he was nervous about yeah, doing so it so you can kind of hear him maybe not trying to like put it out there all the way but what that ends up doing in my mind is making him like a shy little innocent boy sound well, i think he
1: opens up more as the album goes on i would agree but he doesn't seem as strong vocally on this song, but... Uh, he seems way stronger on that.
2: Thanks for pointing that out. I have never noticed that. You've never
1: noticed that? No. I'm going to go back a little bit. What's... He's just losing it Why on I the f- toms. Fuck, isn't this working? <laughs>
0: Yeah, we should listen to
1: Ginger. We've talked about Ginger Baker on this podcast many times. He's great. Oh, yeah. Except that he was a miserable asshole, too. No, but he was very talented. Here we go.
2: <laughs> he's just going he's like He's just wailing animals. at the He's end. going Animal for the Muppets uh-huh. on it. <laughs> he, that's really cool, too, because he's doing that bass drum with the Toms going... But but everyone's just, jamming out he's at the end symbols the in there somewhere too so he's going going really fast he was
1: really <laughs> a super fucking talented drummer i know he wasn't yeah. uh he wasn't necessarily the best even though he talked shit about other drummers which means he obviously thought highly of himself yeah because uh, it would speak as if he thought he was better than them but I mean, he not, was super fucking talented i mean
2: i'm gonna quote him right now what he said about john bottom from led Zeppelin <laughs> because love i love this line john bottom couldn't swing a sack of shit <laughs> but the negative sometimes these must I send older. you to hospital Spill. these drummers back in this day when the drums were kind of mixed a little low and like not as attacky okay. and you couldn't really hear them as much you know what I mean like now you hear oh, yeah. every hit on drums even it, it pops sounds boxier songs. too they sound boxier and stuff it doesn't help them because like in order to really appreciate them you really have to listen listen whereas like better production value makes it easier to hear but at the same time it could take away some of the magic the sound that this is makes the whole album so if those drums were mixed clear or like more attack and more production wise it wouldn't have that psychedelic sound it sounds good like that but the negative is you might get lost in some of it but it helps because it doesn't like take over if it was like mixed a lot those constant toms and stuff you'd be like Jesus Christ, settle down, dude. But since it's, it's like in a wash kind of mix, mm-hmm. it just like <laughs> fades. feeds in and fades through the whole song. And if you listen to all these songs, he's going nuts the whole fucking time. He's mm-hmm. like... Like he's always doing fills. He's never not playing whatever the fuck he wants. Uh, Yeah, I was...
1: Um, I This is definitely going how I thought it was going to. <laughs> <laughs> we we're just going to be enjoying this for the most part. Uh, hey, good time. It's a good album. I, I'm glad it that is. I chose it. I think, like I said, easy peasy. I, I didn't challenge you with this one. No. And it, not that that's always like a plan. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it is. And sometimes that's good. Yeah. Sometimes it's.
2: I, I can't do easy peasy all the time. I mean, but as, some... of, as of late, I'm challenging myself more than anybody. Wouldn't you think? <laughs>
1: Uh, you are uh, stepping out stepping out baby but I would say that this is an album that I didn't actually listen to in its entirety this was something that I was like I have to choose an album yeah, and uh, I'm going with this one even though I've never actually listened to it that I know of all the way through
2: and in Step With You I've listened to this album I know but not a bunch so the next song you're about to play was kinda new to me I know I'd heard it before but it's a newer song and it's Pretty funny. <laughs> All right, let's
1: get into World of Pain. Outside my window <laughs> is a
2: tree. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hippies. <laughs> Outside my window, <laughs> and this is Clapton. That's I thought that was Bruce.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That uh, sounds like Jack Bruce.
1: <laughs> to me, it sounds like Clapton. Really? This is.
2: That's definitely Jack Bruce here. Uh huh. I think no there's,
1: pity, I, I, I would put, I would put money down that the first That's part fine. was. That's fine, I would love to know.
2: I thought it was Jack Bruce. Let's bet. No! <laughs> <laughs> I already owe you money, no! You <laughs> <laughs> um, Jack Bruce's high voice is so, like, creamy. <laughs> and so is,
1: uh, Clampton. This is Clapton. This is- Hold on, hold on.
2: All right I'll give it to you I think it is Here comes the high voice right? Correct Yeah this high voice rules
0: For For the tree? tree. (laughs) That's
2: what he says the first time For the tree Why so much conversation about a tree? Uh because they're fucking hippies and they didn't even write the lyrics. <laughs> Pete Brown wrote the lyrics for this shit, I think. Most of it or just the song? Uh, a few songs. Not all of them. I know he wrote like that it all, or whatever it's called later, the Rainbow Beard song. I know he wrote the lyrics for that. Rainbow Beard? Yeah. But the rainbow has a beard. To be oh. it. <laughs> uh, I know he wrote that and I'm pretty sure he wrote this. He, I don't even know who he is either He just looks like some poet guy That just hung out with rock bands maybe I don't know Just a songwriter I know he wrote those, the dance song on this too Like dance dance it out or dance all night or Dance the night away it's Yeah the he next wrote the song. lyrics to that song too And if you look him up He's just like this Kind of like If Krusty from like Lazy Was like a hippie back in the day And had a mustache It'd be this guy Felix Papillardi I don't know, Pete Best? <laughs> Who's Felix Body?
1: So this song was co-written by him and uh, Gail
2: Collins. Ah. Is that the guy who produced the album? Maybe. I don't know. I didn't do my due diligence research on this album. There's not
1: as much information on this Gail Collins as there is... Felix Papillardi, which is, come on, what a name.
2: Felix Felix Papillardi.
1: Felix Papillardi, now that we have a little break, okay. Uh, he is best known as the bassist and codely vocalist of the band Mountain, who song uh, Mississippi Queen yeah, yeah. Became, has become a classic rock staple. Did he produce this album? He worked on, oh, I know he was a writer on... <laughs> Couple songs, two songs, it looks like, but there were multiple people writing. Um, but I mean, a lot of the same people, but Gail, Felix, Pete
2: Brown, yeah, I was right, he produced it. Okay, Felix Papillardi, he's a goddamn producer, and George Harrison helped his rhythm guitar and some shit, but uh, yeah, Pete Brown just looks like some fucking hippie. It doesn't come up with a... Uh...
1: Oh, wait. That's who I just... Pete Brown, you said? Yeah. So he was the one who worked with... Uh... Oh, wait. No, I read that wrong. Okay. Looks like he just... <laughs> no, I thought I saw something else, but I guess not. Uh... All you need to know
2: is Pete Brown's a fucking hippie who's dead. <laughs>
1: He is definitely dead. Uh just like like I said two of the three people in this band. Do you
2: think it's true that Jack Bruce called up Ginger Baker cuz he knew he was going to die and said fuck you and then hung up the phone before Ginger could say anything back and then refused to pick up the phone knowing it was Ginger <laughs> <laughs> so he could have the last words.
1: <clears throat>
2: I, I think that it's I kind of hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a good story, but it's like, Jesus Christ, you guys lived in hate for that long. <laughs> to know
1: that someone's dying and not want to make some sort of amends, but you're willing to like do something like that is... You must really hate them.
2: <laughs> and I've seen interviews with Jack Bruce, and he seems like kind of a pompous dude. He seems like a little full of himself. Yeah. Where out of all three of these dudes, the least full of himself seems to be... The most successful of them all is Eric. Like in interviews. I mean, he's full of himself. There's no doubt about it, but. He's also full of hatred.
1: Let's move along to the next song, Dance the Night Away.
2: (laughs) Now, Pete Brown wrote this because he stopped taking drugs and he needed to connect with the real world again. So he would just go Dance the Night Away to feel alive. Okay, this is dripped with LSD. It's fucking crazy.
1: It's it's that cream sound again. Um, <clears throat> so I keep saying things about uh, Eric Clapton, and sometimes people aren't aware of this, because you, I guess, weren't very aware of this. There's some things... Nope. So he did put out, you know, he's anti-vax, at least the COVID-19 vax. He did a song or two, maybe, with Van Morrison, um, just kind of protesting... Uh that and stuff, but here that, we have
2: that pales in comparison to
1: the real story. <laughs> so keep Britain White. Uh, Are you gonna read the whole tirade? Nineteen seventy six. Okay. So
2: Ooh, seventy six.
1: Same year Jesus. Uh yeah, no, that was ten years after this came out. So this is the same year that Bat of Hell came out. Do we have any foreigners in the audience wait, wait, tonight? Please. Tell everyone that you're reading what he said. Well, yeah. Just don't say this. <laughs> no. Okay. 1976. Sorry. He says this on stage, right? He says right? this on stage, visibly intoxicated. He voiced his support for Enoch Powell, who was a British politician at the time. And this is what he said. Do we have any foreigners in the audience tonight? If so, please put up your hands. So, where are you? Well, wherever you all are, I think you should all just leave not just leave the hall leave our country i don't want you here in the room or in my country listen to me man i think we should vote for enoch powell enoch's our man i think he's right i think we should send them all back stop britain from becoming a black colony get the foreigners out get the wogs out get the coons out keep britain white i used to be into dope now i'm into racism it's much heavier man Uh, And there are other things that he says about how Britain is becoming overcrowded and the politician will stop it and send them all back. Um, Quite a racial tirade it was. And at the very end, he said, uh, this is Great Britain, a white country. What is happening to us for fuck's sake? Throw the wogs out. Keep Britain white. Jesus Christ.
2: (sighs) This is 1976.
1: 1976. That and is so he's had nine years after this album. He's had he's been a questionable uh, person for quite a while. Maybe that's why my mom likes him because she's also a conservative <laughs> person. Um, but that's pretty strong for someone who loves the blues and loves black music. And yep. it's weird how you can like and appreciate something that someone did but still believe in segregation and think that you sh- they should be over there and you should be over here and you can like appreciate what they have to offer but still you know but, but he went on, I mean he toured with B.B. King like, and made albums with him like I don't understand I mean
2: Eric Clapton's up here in the racism scale now Phil Osso made it way down here, compared to what he just said in 1976. I, st- I <laughs> he may have said more
1: words, but I think putting your fist up and saying "white power" says a lot <laughs> in few
2: words. Okay, so this is one of those deals where you gotta decide: Do you actually think Eric Clapton? I don't understand. Was and is a racist. So
1: I think he's small minded I think maybe that has changed I think because he's he went from being small minded in a way of thinking that we should you know that that segregation should be a thing and it should be legal and now he's like an elitist who doesn't believe in like taking the vaccine and stuff like that so you don't have
2: to be an elitist to think that
1: um <laughs> no but when you're like making music about it and you're like i don't need this and i'm gonna say something i don't I'd know if you're just
2: fighting a weird fucking fight man
1: <laughs> uh, but it's something that I, ge- I guess i get the feeling that he and van morrison think that they're better than yeah. so th- they, it, it, there's an elitism like in smarter their, their heads yeah yes that they smarter better whatever than so small-minded Either way, mm-hmm. uh, just maybe, but he mo- he became more powerful and more rich. So he's able to take what he needs to benefit him or something or like to help him along the way. I mean, because he was obviously studying blues players and even picking from things to write these albums, picking from things that he liked. Mm-hmm. So I guess I just don't understand how you can love and respect something but not seem to have the same feeling for the race itself or, but then I know that there are some people who say that they're not racist, but they literally think of like the quote unquote, like the thugs and the street people as being just different and, and, and lower than them, but they're still just saying words that kind of encapsulate the whole race. Even if they're just talking about like what they consider to be the low life version of that race. But it's still such a blanket statement to say fuck them and they should go back to where they came from. So I, I don't I don't know. That's such... I And the argument of being visibly wasted. I've never been so drunk that I have publicly said something so nasty.
2: Yeah, but like I said the other day, you've also never been a... A British person born in nineteen forty-five. Well, and I also
1: like I listen to old Opie and Anthony episodes, and I love listening to Patrice talk about what it's like being raised black with Anthony Cumia, who was raised in New York as a fucking Italian. I don't know Italian from fucking New York city. So it's just, it's two different perspectives. It doesn't mean either of them are necessarily wrong. Yeah. But, but, but saying nasty shit like that is 100% wrong. And it feels like you have to have something deep rooted to have those actual words come out of your mouth in public.
2: It does. That's where I don't know my opinion because I don't know if I've ever thought he was truly racist. It seems to me like he's a fucking idiot at times and says shit out of his mouth Especially when he's very fucked up mentally and is like taking but, drugs at a, a high rate.
1: But it's not <laughs> like he just said that and then didn't follow through. Like he voted for that guy and he is just he is he? supported. <laughs> I think I read that he did. I, I think mean, I read more about it. Like I think I think that he has just been pretty like right leaning with things. But the specific segregation stuff is just. Wild, and it's hard for me to think of him as not being that person because he has said those things. Yeah, and there's a small mindedness that seems like it still exists. Yeah, but again, albums, tours with BB King grew up respecting and loving blues music. And
2: yeah, that's why I see that's why I see a mentally fucked up person who doesn't really know what he's saying at that time who maybe doesn't know what he's thinking at that time because he's abusing his body in intense ways. But why would he be hateful against a specific race? And then maybe he's hanging out with some weird people that he doesn't realize are some fucking weird people yet, and they're influencing him and saying shit to him. And it changes his brain for a little bit. Or he's a fucking racist asshole. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's weird. I don't know. Like I said, I've never
1: he's been able... He's apologized
2: for it. We should say that. He says he was drinking a bottle of rum by noon at that time in his life every single day. So... It still came out of him. It still came out of him. Like I said, I've also... You said it. I've also never been drunk enough that I was like, I hate black people. But you don't feel I, that but I way. Just, yeah, because I've never felt that way. What I scream is things that I genuinely felt. That's why I think <laughs> if it's
1: coming out of you, there's something deep-rooted. mm mm-hmm. I mean, that's coming from somewhere. And it, ooh,
2: and it probably came from family. Yeah, who knows? I have honestly... At the time, he made some excuse that somebody pinched his lady's butt. But...
1: And that was enough for him to say that the whole race should be sent back. Ah, a foreigner piss my lady's butt! Get him out of the country! That's (laughs) fucking crazy. We're going to listen to one more song before we take a break, but uh, I couldn't have let that go without talking about it, because I've mentioned things multiple times, so I just wanted to express that. But I still think that, like, musically, very
2: talented, uh, Blue Condition. Oh, that was in 1976. This is 1967. This is all fine. Yeah, he was younger. (laughs) Yeah, more open-minded. Then he started hanging out with some yahoos. Well, they do say
1: that some... I think the general idea is that there are a lot of people who become more conservative as they get older. Yeah, because they get more money. (laughs) I have yet for that to be the case for myself.
2: That's why I'll stay poor and stay rooted in, in the real world. Uh, this well, song. I would, I'll say I'm a more or less extreme. <laughs> are we talking politics? For
1: me, we are. We're not talking about the race of the predator. <laughs> That's still racism, Sam.
2: Ah. He said, "I love." Racism. But I want to talk about this song because it's not that long and it's fucking ridiculous. And I don't think I've ever heard Ginger Baker sing another song. I mean, maybe he this does is on him? other albums. Yeah, this is Ginger Baker singing. They were like, Ginger, you're singing one too. That's why it's um, so fucking British. And it's, like, British. weird and
1: kind of... That part almost sounded off time. It's like he has such good time when he's, uh, Playing, playing.
2: <laughs>
1: But that, that part in particular, I've always...
2: It kind of makes me feel weird. Oh, I think it's great, because it's, like... On purpose, it sounds like to me, drows me back. I've
1: never looked... Yeah, this is written by Ginger and performed
2: by Ginger. I did not realize that. It's so, like, so much British, uh... Accent cockney. Play through Like this part
1: It's so smooth So I didn't realize that Jack Bruce was actually
2: Scottish Did you? You know what? I thought that When he, I watched that interview thing with him the other day He seemed more Scottish than English But I didn't really think Look it in, look into it, as they say.
1: So, then Ginger Baker definitely English, <laughs> for sure English, and then Eric Clapton also English. I just wanted yeah. to verify in case it surprised me, because sometimes. But
2: been in America so long, sometimes you forget. Like, does he talk with an English accent now? I guarantee he doesn't.
1: Ah, uh, it's probably muted, very light. But I wouldn't be. Sur- I don't know where he resides.
2: Fucking Georgia.
1: <laughs> No wonder his hatred's so the strong. Delta, he's in Memphis. Delta blues. He lives in. Uh, All the way through. I don't know.
2: I don't know where he resides. I don't know that I really care. So who are you? Th- who did you think was singing this before I broke it to you? That it was the Ginge. Uh, I assumed it
1: was just uh, what's his name, Jack, Jack Bruce? Bruce, mumble mouthing it and just not putting uh, much into it I truly did not realize that I didn't know that you wrote it this song just fucking goes on there's nothing that even though it's three and a half minutes it's a standard song length it just feels yeah no variation it's just the same thing over and over again. It's kind of this. Is, this is a song that kind of gets on my nerves a little bit. I just don't feel like anything really happens, which kind of makes me sad to know that it's a a ginger song because
2: I like Ginger Baker and I think he's very talented. So it just didn't seem like he has a lot of emotion in that voice. That might have been what he was going for, but it also might have just been like, I'm not good at this.
1: <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. The very dark
2: blue, blue. What do we got here? Spoonful.
1: This is Spoonful. This is from Fresh Cream. Spoonful. I figured we could maybe uh,
2: take a little listen on our way out to break. It's getting dark in this room. We're going to need it to turn a light on. It is. It's getting dark enough that your silhouette is starting to happen and the headphones that are coming down. You kind of remind me of Bing Rames from Pulp Piction. <laughs> Hopefully the back of my head looks better than his. You got a band-aid on
1: there? Yeah. Keeping your soul in. Sure, we'll pretend (laughs) that that's what's happening.
2: All right, let's take a break.
1: We'll be back. Hey there, Melody Makers. Welcome to Couple of Critics Podcast Presents... Guess That Melody! It's the game where each person has to guess the melody of a song they've never heard before, just by reading the lyrics. We've each chosen a song that the other doesn't know, and have given them only the lyrics so each person can take a blind stab at the melody of the chorus of their song. Is Sam a regular songbird with a natural talent and eye for musical arrangements? Is Michelle going to stomp that ginger bird into the dirt? Listen on and see who can... Yes, that, that
0: melody.
2: Melody. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, isn't the oh, weather nice today? Yes. How are you today, Glenda? Joyous. Joyous, joyous, yes, joyous.
1: Herbert, how are you feeling?
2: I feel like a pervert. I'm Herbert the Pervert. Ha <laughs> ha joyous. I'm not Herbert, I'm saying. Hi guys. You're not, I, I would have said I'm not a pervert, but you said I'm not
1: a Herbert. Hi,
2: guys. I'm not Herbert.
1: All right. I'm Sam the pervert.
2: <laughs> Welcome. I'll fuck a loaf of bread if I want. I bet that would
1: be weird and dry. Or enjoyable and dry. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. You need something Get moist fuck. Get an yeast infection inside my wiener. I would think you would need something moist. Don't guys like moist cavernous places
2: <laughs> I like rocks <coughs> I wanna rock
1: <laughs> with my cock, cock! cock! alright let's go ahead and Do get this. this going I'll go Do ahead it. and send you some lyrics send it uh, uh, this is an easy one if you're uh, oh come a, on you know this? yeah I know this why would you know this? how would I not know this? cause you're a little fucking rat boy like
2: stop Drop, shut him up, open up shop. Oh, no, that's how rough riders right roll. <laughs> Stop, drop, shut him down, open up shop. Oh, no, that's how rough riders right roll. I'm, I don't know if I got those, those parts correct, but yeah, I know that song. Do man. you know who it is? It's a little guy
1: called. He's not alive anymore. The mix. It is DeMix DeMix See I, I didn't think that you would be on This would ever oh, be on your oh, radar oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well you definitely win this of course
2: I don't know how this part goes there. Oh,
0: no. That's
2: how we'll yeah, Fuck that little part And the last one You still knew who it was <laughs> well, <yeah>. And <laughs> what it was I had to guess there I almost said it Exhibit But then I thought there was like exhibit and DMX together. But it's just a DMX song, right? It's just DMX. I remember my cousin Ryan had a DMX CD that he's like on the cover and he's like covered in blood or something like that. That is this
1: album. Okay. It's dark and hell is hot. Is it the red one or is it the
2: actual blood one? Uh there's an actual blood one? Let me look. I remember he was like, You can't see what's inside of it, it's a little too little too gory. And I remember being like This is bullshit, I don't want to see the gory stuff Oh no, that's flesh of my flesh, blood of my
1: blood Is,
2: is it like a white cover? Yeah, yes. that's
1: the one <clears throat> I had that CD too Does he have his dick inside the cover or something? I don't remember, I could go look <laughs> I still have the CD
2: <laughs> I could go look right now I, I, We could see a bloody dick You would also see this booger I just pulled out of my nose Are you ready to, <laughs> to uh, flip the script? <laughs> I'm ready to flip the script, yo Alright Alright, here comes some lyrics They're heading your way Oh the airwaves they go, oh, oh. go Go, go, go Go, oh, go, oh. What am I
1: singing right now? The Reganator in the USA Will kill anything that gets in our way We're greatest country So you have to die Oh man, that, that's somebody why Somebody
2: missed a word there
1: We are the greatest country? Yeah, there you go Okay, well, this definitely sounds like something punk. Uh,
2: something, punk. something
1: punk hating Reagan.
2: <laughs> That's what most punks in,
1: do. In the 80s, so, all right.
2: The Reagan and the USA
1: will kill anything that gets in our way. <laughs> We're the greatest country. You have to die. That's why.
2: I mean, you're you're on the way. <laughs> You're on the way, my wife. I'm far away. I died. It's one of my favorite bands out there. Would you like to take a guess? Operation Ivy. No. They're tattooed on me. Slayer? No. I'm I don't know you have tattoos. Right oh, it's Gwar. It's, it's a band called GWAR. The song is called The Regenerator. Here we go. I love Dave Brock's voice.
0: How to die that's
1: why
2: <laughs> once again you won i once again win once again you won. I once again win i forgot what i won with what was it oh that's right rattles roll how's your throat feel i feel good i do death metal man all
1: right do this all day I cannot. But thanks, everyone. <laughs> we appreciate you for hanging out for another cool, fun, fly episode of Guess, Guess that, that Melody.
0: I feel free. 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 I
1: feel free. I 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 feel free.
0: I feel free. 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 I
1: feel free. I feel free. Poop, poop on tea. At times I'll do the same at once. It can be a diary. <laughs> uh, Write it
2: in your diary. Uh, Keep it going. The stairs, and no one cares. <laughs> uh, Cream, it's a good time. Fresh Cream is a good album, but and Some and the uh, songs are really good. And Ginger's hair on this album cover, he looks like Wolverine. <laughs> it looks like
1: he's wearing one of those, uh,
2: like winter hats, like a wool hat, yeah. but it's his hair, like that Russian kind of hat, the Russian hat yeah we're caught the skevsky
1: i was telling sam earlier about how distorted my brain is from looking at maps as a child because always looking at maps they put us on the far west end and then everything else was east of us and russia was way over there and so is japan and australia like way on the other side of the map yeah it
2: is really far if you go east it is but it is but if you go my little friend West and as a as someone who believes it's a globe <laughs> I just never you want think, to put that out there you do believe it is a globe well, I do
1: believe it's a globe but I always forgot that the Bering Strait was connecting Alaska to Russia so even though Russia's way over there it's also just right there <laughs>
2: That's the best way to say it. So while Russia's
1: way <laughs> over there, it's still just right there. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, maps have... Dis- and I wonder what the flat maps look like to other people. Does it put us on the, f-
2: on the end like that? See, when you said that, I thought I had remembered maps doing the classic, we're American, so they kind of put us in the center.
1: I always felt like we were on the West and everything else was to the right of us. Because then you have, like, Asia and Russia and yeah. everything is you know on what? the far you're right. right, you're right,
2: you're right. I don't know what other world maps look like. Probably, because it'd be hard know. to draw it the other way. I think they kind of have to like decide on one way, because it's so distorted and weird when you draw it out as a map. And it's weird on a globe, too.
1: Fucking flat maps, man. You ruined me. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Even though I'm aware of it. What about that one weird flat map that has like the sections cut out in it, so it's trying to make it look proportional to itself? You ever seen that? I don't remember things. Uh. Welcome back to the podcast. (laughs) Hey, pretty ladies. Oh, before you didn't even you didn't
1: talk to them at all, but now you're really talking. Hi there. Say more. Talk to my sister and Anne Marie. (laughs) Hi there.
2: Next time you see me, give me money for no reason at all. Just say, hey, Sam, here's some money. And Enjoy Marie yourself.
1: and Tom have gifted us things multiple times, which is I very need, kind of them. I need more. Them. I need a lot, lot more. Sam, you are a monster
2: <laughs> of a person. I don't want anything. Don't give me any more shit. It's not shit. I'm just fucking around, friends. You want to anyway. get back into this album? Anyway, I need to talk to your sister. If your daughter's truly going to become a dentist, then that means... We get dental work for free. I
1: don't think that's how that works. <laughs> yes, it is. What a, uh, as soon as I read that, I've always thought, Nick, what a rough job. Being inside people's mouths, man. People let that shit rot sometimes. Ooh, yeah. And it smells bad. There are people who yeah. don't brush their teeth before they go yeah. in. and because
2: People don't brush their teeth more than like once a week. <gasps> that's a... They probably don't go to the dentist, though.
1: Uh, and, and Until there's a real problem yeah. And then they go when it's real nasty And they're like And it's like of abscessed of And it's of infected, of infected of and it tastes of bad to them of So it smells of bad, of bad of to of everyone of So you have to be the one In there fixing those problems Yep, 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 yep. Ew Fucking hey. ew I mean I'm glad that uh, people are willing to do it I'm just saying f- from my perspective I always thought that That is just awful Which The dentist technically goes in after the dental hygienist cleans. Yeah,
2: I was going to say that, that the dentist is probably getting...
1: Unless it's a big deal. But the
2: dentist is probably dealing with the, like, grosser stuff in the long run.
1: I know uh, my best friend's father would have to do surgeries every week. So when you're doing surgeries, you're dealing with some stuff.
2: fucking wild. Yeah. That's fucking wild. Dr. Gardner did surgeries Mm -hmm. and then spoke to me in German.
1: And then grilled out for us. And it was tasty. Every time.
2: And I fucked in his house.
1: (laughs) And I showed multiple people two girls, one cup for the first time in a Mormon's house. (laughs) I was like, did you see this? And I was on the Mormon computer. And then I erased that history because I I don't need that showing up. Good job. But the cookies are there. well i baked them just for you hmm. let's get back into this album with a song that uh is the second it's the b-side to the first single gotcha it's a little tale, <laughs> and i say tale because it's the tales of brave ulysses i love this song and this is a, a terrible song. title, though. Right? Oh, I agree. <laughs> but in trying to figure out what so- what album I wanted to do, this song being on this Winter. album oh. was part of why ever. I chose it because I think Bunch the song roll fucking rules.
2: Steamer, this is classic Jack Bruce vocals too. All the whole sound, it just it's so cream. Yeah, you get really good uh, ginger like that pounding those fucking toms. And they're like. I don't want to say they're basic drum fills. They're solid drum fills. They're not like him being frilly. They're like him just going like. Like, it's almost like a caveman. Like. I know he's real big into, like, African rhythms, so I think he's just like. This is just. uh, Just like the tempo of the people, in a way. Like a heartbeat. Kind of. His voice is. And you see a girl's brown body.
1: (laughs) And he. Dead Love Africa. I thought he said brown bunny, but anyway. Oh, I always thought it was body. I don't know. Yeah, yeah and you see a girl's brown body. Okay. She drums you in her body. So I'm the dumb one. It's not about being dumb. Oh, I'm so
2: dumb.
1: Okay, it's about being dumb.
2: <laughs> <a> stupid motherfucker. <laughs> Do you enjoy this song? Yeah, it's... There's a couple songs on this album that define that whole psychedelic sound even more than I think like Hendrix did or even Pink Floyd did. I think this is like the real psychedelic rock. There's wow, wow, wow doing those fucking wah pedals. It's like a, It's definitely psychedelic rock. Yeah, it's not just because there are oh, it's different like, forms of psychedelia. Yeah, it's not like
1: Crimson and Clover. And then there's also like, pardon, uh, like the Temptations. It went a little psychedelic oh, yeah, at right, times too. Right. So there're different you know aspects to it, but I think that the guitar fishes,
2: tones, the
0: laughing through your fingers and you want to take with you to the And he's that. doing cymbal <laughs> washes.
2: Like he's doing a lot of cymbal fade-ins and I like you know, I don't hear that too much unless it's like the end of a song or it's like a fade into another part. Ginger just seems to do that a lot. And he seems to rely on toms to give the rhythm instead of the kick and the snare. Like he is doing a snare and kick thing, but then he'll just kind of abandon it and be like, this is the rhythm now. Do you think
1: that that is maybe part of his influence uh, from and love of African drumming? Yeah, Which is why he moved to South Africa.
2: (laughs) Oh, I thought he moved to South Africa because... England kicked him out but <laughs> uh, there are I mean there's a whole <laughs>
1: bunch of places he could have
2: moved to yeah. but
1: he specifically went to it, Africa because yeah, he, he did loves... have a love
2: for African music but I think so I think that's why there's so much Tom play because like African music you don't hear like a snare drum and a kick you don't hear like in African music it's a lot more like like just everybody hitting a big like big drum you know and like Doing like actual like, move your body rhythms instead of like where pop music lends to where it starts going like, you know it's like that's what Western music becomes. So I think that's how it also nice adds. Nice little
1: beatbox right there, by the way.
2: Well,
1: my name is Ginger, and I'm hanging out in Africa. I'm playing my drums and I'm hanging out with my friends. Hanging out in the sun, it's hot hanging out
2: kicking dirt and banging on stuff and hating people (laughs) but yeah definitely because they're doing a lot of tom stuff where it's not like like even a death metal guy or like a punk guy will go like just go and they're not like they don't feel like of the earth do you know what i mean like like african rhythms feel like of nature they feel like they came from the ground Whereas, like, and I love punk and metal drumming, and it feels like it came from a man. <laughs> like it came from a hand that wanted to go, I want to go real fast. Whereas these rhythms... I'm all hopped
1: up on metal, too.
2: <laughs> pretty much. These rhythms feel like... No. These are the rhythm of your like of your heart. Like you said, this is like... It's almost like what reggae wanted to become, but reggae gets a little just too, like... For me, just it's like... It's slow. Yeah. But I just think it's almost... I just don't like reggae enough to really. like. I'd much rather just listen to African drums.
1: Rhythm is a dancer. To
2: reggae.
1: It's your sauce companion. And People think, feel it oh, everywhere.
2: It. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it helps cream in their psychedelic sound because psychedelic, that world almost had like. They always wanted influence from other countries and like cultural influences. You know, like when you think psychedelic, sometimes you even think like Indian. Uh, oh, absolutely! And, and like the this Beatles. makes me think of African influence. So the Beatles loved that, yeah, in,
1: yeah. that Indian.
2: I'd say the Beatles with more Indian influence, and to me, Cream goes more African influence with their psychedelic sound. And Pink Floyd is just like all American psychedelic. <laughs> I like to think about things like in country regions. Yeah, you are a uh, separationalist.
1: Yeah, get the wogs out, like oh said. My God. Let's listen to the... I a, don't believe that! It's interesting that I we... don't even know what a wog is! I don't either. I think you should stop saying it. It's a racial slur. I know that. I did look it up, but I don't remember who it's against. Um, my apologies. Anyway... Uh, We are on the latter half of the album, and we did just listen to the B-side, which would be the B-side of the album, Okay. to the first single. Now we will be listening to the B-side of the second single. This is S-W-L-A-B-R. Gotcha.
0: This
2: song fucking jams, dude. I agree. Oh, this guitar line? I love this. Oh. I also
1: enjoy Jack Bruce during this song.
2: Yeah, right here. <laughs> and then...
1: And the song just song is just good. Oh, yeah, But the
2: rainbow has a beard.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's such a good guitar line. It's fun. And it's a real good groove. Jack Bruce is like laying the bass down. And it's kind of buried in the mix or is so muddy sounding. You yeah, don't it really does. hear him like really laying it down but the whole album Jack Bruce is like he's not just going do 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 He's doing that bass playing where you're like I'm in the root but I'm going ba you know where you're like riding scales down to the next note and then like ride the scale back up to the chord. Oh this part Jack Bruce. <laughs> I love that.
0: Yeah. Thing. Now, this is
2: definitely a Pete Brown lyrics thing I was talking about breaking up with a girl pretty much and then drawing like a beard on her picture and being like there now she's got a beard She's beautiful
1: <laughs> but now the rainbow has a mustache but the picture has oh, a mustache
2: What's up God, Wayne? So good we get a guitar tone. Do you remember on the meatloaf episode? Yeah, Wayne's hanging out with us here on the table. <laughs> Let's just keep it that way. That's the Wayne table. I'm fine with it. It's the way. Since we don't do video anymore, things have systematically like, made their way off the walls and put away. <laughs> I got to do some hole repairs and stuff. Yeah, I'm good with it. Um, the guitar. Uh, do you remember on the meatloaf episode we were talking about? Uh, God damn it! What was his name? He was the producer. He was- re- Jim Steinman. No. Oh, no. Uh, fuck. Um, anyway, i Anyway, can't believe I can't think of his name right now. He remember I brought up a guitar called the Fool Guitar. Yeah. Todd Lundgren, wasn't that it? Yes. Didn't even have to look it up. I was getting he there, produced, but uh, Todd Lundgren. Todd Lundgren owned the Fool Guitar. After Eric Clapton did. Eric Clapton is playing the full guitar on this album. So this like, this guitar has uh, Traveled. made its way into our world, specifically in the past two episodes, three episodes. Like I'd never heard of his guitar in my life, and now there's two albums. Two I don't episodes. know if he actually played the full guitar on that Meatloaf album, but I know I found out about the full guitar because of that fucking Meatloaf album.
1: Oh, the which is like this cool
2: them. hand-painted SG in that psychedelic, bright, vibrant colors way with like long flowing patterns, you know, like they kind of did for the uh, oh, yellow submarine. You yeah, know, it's got mm-hmm. that kind of look. Yeah. It's all that stuff. Colors, man. Yeah. Whereas this Disraeli Gears, this album cover, it's psychedelic and it has a lot of pop to the colors, but it's very like red at the same time. It's pink.
1: I I see it as being more pink, but I don't know
2: In a world of red, it's magenta
1: (laughs) No goodness What's the artwork right here? The cover art was created by Australian artist Martin Sharp, who lived in the same building as Eric Clapton
2: I think he did some other shit for people too
1: Sharp would go on to create the artwork to Cream's next album, Wheels of Fire and co-wrote the songs Tales of Brave Ulysses and the Savage 7 movie theme, Anyone Uh. for Tennis with Eric Clapton uh, looks like he also. The photography was Bob Whitaker, known for his work for The Beatles, including the controversial "Yesterday" and oh, "Today" yeah, the, butcher the cover. Babies
2: up cover, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: the day.
1: So yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> um, it looks like this. By the way, this album did chart uh, really well in some places. Uh, the U.S. it got up to number four.
2: Oh. Okay.
1: Uh, Australia, in Finland, and in Sweden, it got to number one. Uh, And I'm trying to see the UK. It got to number five. So it did better here than it did there, where they came
2: from. Kind of makes sense, because it's a very American music is That's it? what they say. Because
1: there are so many... Is psychedelic supposed to be American? The blues
2: is what I'm oh, talking oh, about. Okay. And even Clapton will say at this time, like he's like, I loved American music. I wanted to make American music. And even when they were doing this, there were some people who were like, who the fuck are these British people pulling off? Like, this is ours. What the fuck are they doing? But they were doing it better than anybody was at that time. So, Cream wins.
1: That cat is big, by the way. I want to make, make a mention real quick. A okay. lot of people don't think of cats as being very big. But if you pick them up and stretch them out. They're long. They're long as shit. Oh, fuck yeah. Wayne is a big cat. Yeah, he
2: is. When he's, he's just big all the way around. He's dead and I hang him. Not by his neck, but like I hold him and his legs dangle. He's going to be real long. That is that too morbid?
1: I don't like the idea of <laughs> of holding not only of holding them up because they they've released all of their mu- their muscles aren't holding anything and you're holding them up so things are going to start falling out of their butt. No. When when Clarence died, she immediately leaked piss. Yeah. Immediately.
2: Yep.
1: So I have a feeling if you're holding up a cat, I think things are going to start falling out of the bottom
2: of it. Poor. Yeah, it's after the evacuation
1: oh and you're why is the cat in your hands because <laughs> i gotta pet him and kiss him <laughs> you hear that that's what he wants to do <laughs> with his cats. he wants to have him for a while it's just like we want i or at least i watched 90 day fiance this cat is going to town on boxes and stuff uh it's customary in the philippines i guess to stay with the deceased for 24 hours before They bury it, so family members and stuff will take turns staying with the casket and staying with the body. Just hanging out. It's fucking gross to me.
2: Doing weird stuff to that body.
1: As soon as you're dead, I don't want anything to do with your corpse. What? You don't want anything to do with this piece of shit? That's what you think. Everything that I have to offer is not physical. I'm not
2: talking about that. I'm talking about when I die. That's what you think. You're going to be like...
1: I don't want to do anything with your body.
2: You're gonna be like, no. I don't even like leftover food most of the time. <laughs> you you think I'm gonna want a deceased corpse? you hold my head up and go, no. The dog's running def- in I here because she divorced you, him years ago. <laughs> the
1: dog is running in here because she thinks you're in distress.
2: I am in distress. My wife doesn't want my body. I don't want your corpse. It will be stuffed. And put up in the corner. You will be
1: dead, and you will be in charge
2: of nothing. You will regard my wishes.
1: <laughs> what sucks is that when I die, you'll at least get some money to take care of stuff. But when you die,
2: <laughs> I get nothing. <laughs> I get nothing. I know. So I said, you get nothing. Except
1: that I think I do have a life insurance like addition to my insurance that if something happens to you, I get something. That my insurance company would pay me I've
2: got life insurance I just didn't tell you about it
1: Your mom has life insurance on you Still? Uh, probably <laughs> Smart girl so, Someone has to Because she needs help paying for, your, for you When you die beep, beep, beep. Because she's going <laughs> to apparently outlive all of us uh, We have a few more songs here We're going wrong
2: is.
1: So this brings it down a bit But oh, yeah, I want to yeah. say I enjoy this it's never really that, like, n- no lols are really ever that fucking terrible on this album.
2: No. And while, yes, the music, like, the the bass and the guitar laid back, Ginger's fucking mm-hmm. going. And vocally,
1: what they're doing is not necessarily, uh, simple. They're not just like, blah, 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 blah. No. It's more like prolonged note holding, like stuff that people might feel less secure about doing if they're already kind of insecure about seeing more lead.
2: I think Jack Bruce is like, he's reveling in it. He wants to do this. He wants to get
0: deep.
2: (laughs) I just listened to Honestly, I really only listen to Ginger during this song. I mean, I have no idea what he's saying word-wise. No clue. I found out today. we
1: going wrong. I remember from that documentary or that little thing about this uh, album that he literally just got in a fight with his wife and then wrote... The lyrics to the song Jack <laughs> Bruce did.
2: Jeez, Jack, leave it at home.
1: I I understand being influenced by art. It just sucks. Just like uh, what's the band Fleetwood Mac? How they? Uh, what's her fucking face? All steamy nicks wrote songs about uh, oh. Lindsey Buckingham about <laughs> how she like loved him and stuff, and then made him like sing the songs with her. Like that's that's wild.
2: Oops. I think of once again Alice and Chains just writing songs about, about each other. Like, <laughs> Land, you about fucking lame. asshole.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's wild the the people will I mean I understand writing personally, but something that like we had a fight and then I wrote this song specifically now after sing that fight. It. Not just like this song is how I feel about like this happening. You know, like it being just more situational, just kind of almost feels like it's being rubbed in your face every time you hear it. I'm sure his wife or ex-wife, I would assume, probably (laughs) doesn't love this song,
2: or she agrees. Oh what's he saying? Is he is he saying that it's over, or is he saying that like you need to fix it?
1: Uh, Either way, I'm. I just it's interesting to. You, you feel more inspired when you're in a down place. I think in, a lot of
2: people in are in a high emotional place. Like you're probably going to write more real stuff when you're on like a frenzy almost.
1: Um, but I just mean to be reminded of it. So that negative thing being in stone. So like, it's like, yeah, that's about that fucking fight that we have. And it just, I keep hearing about it because of the song.
2: Spoonful. Spoonful, spoon. Yeah. I knew you were going to pick the same thing. Um, uh, he locks out that in this song he doesn't say like you stupid bitch, fuck
1: you. J- you g- it's almost like guess what
2: we are done. done. Prenuptial Pre- agreements. Pre- Agre- agreements. Agreements. Alright, let's, uh, let's keep this Over after.
1: Jezebel <laughs> Move along to the next song Because like I said, we have a few more songs Outside like Woman Blues uh, songs
2: Now this is where I think Clapton shines the best So good On this whole album you I, I think I would have probably agreed He sounds so good, the guitar and his voice And that guitar riff rules This is an old blues song Which I love that they said on that album, he's like, we would tend to, like, do old blues songs so those guys can get some royalties. I'm like, get them some money for their hard work. And I was like, that fucking rules. That's a good reason to do things. Led Zeppelin, don't just steal it and pretend it's yours. Write the goddamn name on it. Get them some money. this, This song is badass. I agree, it's very enjoyable. And it's...
0: I mean, it's about, like...
2: Fucking around on your wife. Women these days, they're so doggone the crooked. They <laughs> <before> they <laughs> like they're so doggone crooked. Anyway, I'm cheating on my wife. <laughs> now you can't watch your
1: wife and your outside side women's women too.
2: I've never heard it called outside women. Have you ever heard side piece? Yeah. I've heard,
1: you know. Oh, I like when side I, piece. I love when he goes high. On that part where he's oh, like, The yeah. yeah, Outside Women's Too! And it might just be at the beginning, but. Doing a day! Doing it's very enjoyable. This fucking album is just very. It's a very easy listening album if you're into this sort of music.
2: Yeah, I'd say you'd have to have some. some appreciation for blues. Not like. you don't have to be a blues nut. No, I'm not a blues nut either. I just can't sit around and to like BB King. I think it's boring when it's just like dun, 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 dun. Dope, but blues influenced over and music over is some of like but blues yes. and fl-
1: influenced rock and roll is the best. Is some of the best fucking it's shit that sung. exists.
2: It is the best. All my favorite most of my favorite music is all Rock and Roll Blues, blues Influence. I mean Alice in Chains, Blues Influence. Soundgarden, blues-influenced. Sabbath, blues-influenced. Pantera, blues-influenced. There you go. There's that weird thing that doesn't make sense again. (laughs) Because they're not actual racists. They just say dumb, dumb shit. They just say very racist things. And I would actually bet that uh, Clapton's more actually racist than Phil. Yeah. Because... Phil can, has continuously said the same story and has apologized over and over again. Where it took till 2018 for Eric Clapton to be like, wow, that was bad, wasn't it? <laughs> At least Phil right after was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was drunk, I'm stupid. Being drunk
1: isn't, uh, it's not a reason. It's I not know. an excuse. I don't it, get it. It
2: is, though, when there's people in the front... Of the stage, yelling at you that you're a racist. I, I would do that to somebody. I get it. I just, I there. I'd be like, "What he said. You want to see ugly? I can make this real fucking ugly. Let's go." I'm. It's not that.
1: <laughs> I'm. I'm just always on the. I in the. The saying that you were intoxicated is absolutely never oh, an, an excuse
2: or anything. It doesn't count because I don't. You made the counts. choice to drink. That's what I've always said.
1: And again, it's deep-rooted if it's coming out of you when you're wasted. If you're shit-faced and you're saying shit like that... Eric Clapton's is. It's inside I of you. I would say
2: this shit that Phil said, potentially, straight, stone-cold sober. If the people are in the front yelling it enough, you want to see me get fucking real ugly, I can do that. I texted my nephew my butthole.
1: <laughs> you didn't know it was your nephew. I know,
2: but I got to that in like four minutes. It only took like four minutes for me to get that because, Fucking worked up Well, I was gonna
1: say because you're a psychopath But there, yeah, there's exactly. way less that has pissed me off There's this bitch at work That keeps kept reaching <laughs> out to me I, I, found, I guess she's a salesman And she just like chose a person And she was reaching out to me and calling me every day And like asking me to do things that were not my responsibility That like, yesterday I got Irritated and I got <laughs> short With her and then I, and I fucking hung up bef- Right when she was saying goodbye I just fucking disconnected <laughs> the call and then she messaged me a little bit later and she was just like hey i just wanted to check in with you and make sure everything's okay (laughs) and then i contacted my supervisors and i was like i don't know why this bitch keeps reaching out to me and they're like okay well we'll contact her and tell her to not reach out to you
2: (laughs) why is she reaching out to you i don't get it because she
1: i think she literally just saw a name in the department and and picked someone and was just because she she made up that i was like i was like monitoring the department that i was like a manager or something and there's nothing in my job <laughs> title that says that so she was just every day just like hey blah 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 and like asking me questions and having me like research stuff that was completely not my job it no <laughs> no i would usually help her because i didn't know why she was reaching out to me but when it was becoming a daily thing and she was like calling me and i it, i was just getting i was so fucking pissed well did
2: you did you, you didn't just be like
1: why are you asking me all these questions? No, in multiple situations, I said, I don't have the answers. I think you need to talk to this department instead. And then, <laughs> for some weird reason, she would come back to me. And it's like, no, you need to be dealing with them and not me. And she would come back to me. So that's why I was just like, to my managers, my manager, <laughs> why my boss, talking to me? Will, will someone alleviate this bitch from me because this She's is not, not my a job? Bitch.
2: She just needs help, but she doesn't know who to talk to. Look, I like words. <laughs> no you like being mad that's what i'm saying
1: that's the whole point of this conversation is something irrationally taking you from zero to 100 to where someone is just trying to get help and they're leaning on you and they shouldn't be and you snap and you hang up on them but then i did i mean i called myself out to my managers i was like she keeps bugging me and i got short with her so And by short, whether I didn't tell him, I ended the call a little short, but whatever.
2: God. Hey, I was so I got be a bitch all the time.
1: Because when I tell you to leave me alone and you keep bugging me. Bitches be bugging me. Then, yeah, bitches be bugging me. And then you're trying to tell me not to use words. I'm going to kill you. Uh, let's take it back. Right. I take it all back. I it, say it back. in a fun way. You said this fucking bitch. <laughs> I'm just expressing myself. Her name's look. Le- we don't need to say her name! Shut up! <laughs> no! Her Bertha. Her name's Bertha. I was gonna say Lafonda. Okay. From, uh,. Napoleon Dynamite oh, I from...
2: Dynamite oh, no. uh, What's that lady's name from oh, That dog just scared me <laughs> Did you just think that dog was The dinosaur that spit in Newman's eyes From Jurassic Park There was just a the side of my eye There was a black mask
1: Because she can't, she's she been wearing this cone because of her hot spot <laughs> So there's just like There's like extra shadows and stuff That just yeah It's
2: just a good old boy's song right here isn't it it's just an, another old blues song Is this it an old blues song or, okay? It's what it
1: feels like was, It, it yeah. feels like the song that they put the least effort
2: into I agree I absolutely agree Thanks, Sorry, I had to give dog love Oh, I don't like this dog Yeah
1: you do You adore that dog <laughs> I feel embarrassed That I talked about myself Being shitty to someone at work she's she was driving me nuts <laughs> She was badgering me And I couldn't take it anymore And I Would
2: I take it back? Take it back Probably You still can You can write to her now and say, Hey, I'm sorry, I hung up the phone one day. I was really busy and I just didn't have time and I got short. But don't ask me any more
1: questions. I responded to her, I just said, I don't have the answers. But I was also irritated that she kept pestering me when I said, I'm not the person that you should be talking to.
2: How did you even find me?
1: That's <laughs> yes, that's how it felt. And then because she kept calling me in the middle, like it would literally be respond, hit send calling like oh one, like like i don't even have okay. a second to digest I, this i have
2: a theory someone that you actually work with does not like you and they're getting their friend in the southern department to fuck with you please that's <laughs> take your pick
1: <laughs> you're not the only person that thinks i'm an asshole all
2: uh. right I just
1: think you have no patience. I don't think you're an asshole. I have <laughs> such a small amount of patience, and I'm I'm reactive. This is why I've said I've said to my managers like, "This is why I could could never be a manager. It's been, the position has been offered. People have told me that I should apply when it's come up. No, 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 no. no
2: I don't no. need to get fired week one when I actually call somebody a dumb bitch.
1: <laughs> We're not all meant to uh, manage people.
2: If you want to put me
1: in in different places where I'm completely not micromanaged or even really looked at because you trust me, do it. Wonderful. Beautiful. Let me manage data. Let me manage me. (laughs) But yeah, if I have to... Because there was a time like a month ago where someone I thought, I swear she was being shitty with me and I literally sent a message to because we're all in groups with our managers and I was just like is she being a bitch to me? Everybody's like, no! She just wants an answer! No, because then she said she was going to do something and then didn't do it. So I think she was being shitty. I think she was being snarky. That's the thing. Women can be snarky.
2: Women be snarky. Women be shopping! Uh, I just never, I would never ever think that people are like doing shit on purpose because I don't spend my time doing shit like that. So when you tell me like, oh, people do that on purpose, I'm like, what, what they do? <laughs>
1: I am a negative person and I immediately for no good reason think that everyone is against me. <laughs> so I assume that people's intention are always pretty much the worst case scenario. Yeah. So, but it's all, it's all, it's how I'm reading it. So it's all me. It's my interpretation. I'm reading it in the worst way that I possibly can. (laughs) That's who I am. I'm not
2: great. Michelle, it said, I love you. Well, I read it as I love you. (laughs) Yeah, that's me.
1: That's me. I will find something out of nothing.
2: Well, I still love you, my. I don't know why, but I appreciate (laughs) it.
1: I am Uncle. Fatster. Let's move along to the last song, which isn't even really a song. Here's Mother's Lament. It's just
2: a fun romp around, isn't it? This. This gives me such heavy Monty Python vibes. Oh, heavy, heavy Monty Python vibes. Now, did you ever notice that half the the songs about a dead baby? and the baby no? was thin <laughs> I don't remember anything it was
0: but and The
2: baby's so thin that it actually goes down the drain skills. And ends up with the angels So the baby <laughs> the goes down the drain and drowns
0: <laughs> For the soap of the rack She was only a moment But when she turned back
2: Oh no, when she came back a baby <laughs> had gone <gasps> And in anguish she cried Ooh. Oh, where has my baby gone? My baby gone. The angels replied. Oh, your baby has gone down the plug. Oh, your baby has gone
1: down the plug. How can you understand anything that's being said? Your baby has
2: gone down the plug. It should have, have been kept in a jug. In a jug. In a jug. Yeah, I never
1: understood what the fuck. I thought the words were just being said during this. No. It is a song, but it's just, it's silly. It's not like a real. See?
2: It's dead, a goof Dead Baby, here we go. With the angels above. The dead baby song. Cream has been writing dead baby songs before. Cannibal Corpse Dying Fetus And all those kinds of bands So The Beatles Having dead babies on them And lab coats And cream Singing about them there In Heavy <laughs> Heavy British accent. Wow Doing that total like Cockney From mother Like Like a drinking song Like a English we are sloshed Cockneyed out all the way drinking song.
1: Like an Irish drinking song? Uh, like,
2: no. Like a cockney drinking song right here. And a baby is dead. I smashed in its head. <laughs> and mother is here no more. <laughs> I like that one.
1: You are in, enjoying yourself very much. Somebody's got two go go go. Sam, I'd like you more than you deserve.
0: <laughs> deserve?
1: That was a joke. <laughs> I deserve all
0: the <laughs> adoration.
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's that ego. It's uh, it's your ego, nuotum. Let's get ready. We are finished listening to the album. It is the part of the podcast where Sam smashes his guitar on the table. You ready? Uh, let's do this. What? What are you?
2: <gasps> Did I break it?
1: Stop! Oh <laughs> my god! <laughs> it didn't break. It sounds something is not how it was before.
2: What do you mean? Oh, there's a crack. Yep. <laughs> this guitar is already broken. I don't care. Anyway, it's, it's the, the best. It a... oh, okay.
1: Questions. Preguntas. I can see it from here. (laughs) It's not tiny. I heard it. It wasn't a small sound. It was a bad time.
2: I I don't uh, fucking uh, care.
1: Why did I choose this? Like I said, I I wanted to choose Cream. I wanted to choose an album because I've never actually listened to any of their albums in their entirety. But based off of the songs that I know, I thought that this one would be a good one. Because I thought that I only knew maybe three songs. It turns out I ended up knowing more than I realized that I did. Uh, It's got some hits, bro. It's also just really enjoyable. And actually, there's a song that I knew that... uh, I don't even remember what it is at this point. But there are just multiple songs that I was like, oh yeah, I know this song. But I never knew what it was called. Um, So again, it just... Also wanted to know what it was like, because like I said, I don't think I've ever listened to Cream all the way through. Mm-hmm. So I thought that it was just going to be kind of an, uh, an experience that I haven't been through before.
2: You are correct.
1: Onward. Uh, what do I think you thought? Eases peases. I think that... Um,
2: Easing peasing season.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, you know how to get E.T. up in this mug. With Easis peases. <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> least favorite song I know mine you know yours I do know mine you want to say it at the same time sure because right. it's fun three two one take Blue it condition. back we are not in the same spot uh, I think take it back is I did say that I think it feels like they put the least amount of effort in this this doesn't even. This sounds like it, it could be a song that anyone did. So yep. I, I understand that. But explain why it's your least favorite it's just, song.
2: Uh, it's just a bland, not not particularly good blues song. Like it just doesn't pop out. There's no good like guitar riffs. I'm not a big harmonica fan in general. When harmonica start to get blues music That's when I start to get like dingy feeling And like a bowling alley kind of feel to shit Really? And I don't like that You also don't
1: like Bob Dylan And Bob Dylan has a harmonica a You're lot I'm not
2: big in, the, the, in harmonicas I don't know why um,
1: You're not a blues traveler man
2: so, It's just kind of a bland to me Out of all the other songs No real hook Nothing to make well, me Like blues traveler said
1: The hook brings you back I went with Blue Condition because the song, uh, this was even a skip-a-roo after I got my listen. Really? Ten. Because the, nothing happens. It's dull. I like this song. It's dull.
2: I like that British accent so much, it's just, it just rides me all the way through. The, nothing in this song grabs me. Oh, turn it back up. Oh, I thought was a different part. It kind of gives
1: me Moody Blues vibes, but I enjoy Moody Blues more than I like that song.
2: Um, Nice. Most yep.
1: favorite song.
2: I don't mind. Oh, go for it. It's called She Was Like a Bearded Rainbow. There you go. This song surprised me of how much I enjoyed it. It's got such a fucking good groove. And uh, the guitar work. It's like the do-do-do. It sounds so good. And I love to sing along with like the, the picture has a mustache. Or Rainbow has a beard. The has a mustache. It's just fun. And it's fun to know what the, the, the letters actually stand for.
1: I didn't realize that's what it, it stood for until like now. Swalber, Swal- Swalber.
2: She was like a Mark Oh Yeah,
1: Mark Swal- Warburg. My favorite song is. Can uh, I guess? Oh, sure. If you I think guess. it's
2: still "Tales of Brave Ulysses." Well,
1: Sam, sweet Sam, it sure is.
2: You kind of gushed on this one about. Uh, which I wouldn't have guessed before the podcast, by the way. Really? Yeah, I, I didn't know.
1: The song is big to me. I enjoy it. I feel like it pulls me in, and it it gets you ready.
0: Boom!
1: Like every day, I feel like it brings you back every time. With that, it just has such an energy. It was, good drive. And I really uh, there's so many good songs, but uh, I think the that song just uh that takes the cake for Michelle. Taking that cake. Don't try and swindle me, because you know I like cake. (laughs) Um, Uh, We
2: got to start doing this 90-day podcast. It'll be successful, unlike this one.
1: (laughs) I assume most things that we are going to be connected to are not going to be that successful. Even if people like what we do, like when we played music and stuff, we still had a very low turnout. Every time except for in the very beginning when we did NSG because we knew people. That's what happens when you do things with me. I think I'm also not that great, so... Oh,
2: I'm great! It's just I'm left of center.
1: (laughs) I suck eggs, man. Um... Let's see. I'll
2: teach your grandmother to suck eggs.
1: First time I listened to this, I enjoyed it. This album did not have to grow on me. I was happy with my choice after listening to it the first time. And I was excited to continue listening to it over and over again. It wasn't a chore like some albums are. Um, Would I recommend this today? I honestly would. I really would. I think that this album is pretty solid. Mostly from start to finish. I mean, sure, there are some things here and there that aren't that great, but I think that it, uh, as a whole, I think it's good. Because you you can pick at, like, you know, our least favorite songs, for example. Mm -hmm. You can pick, find things that aren't good that you uh, wouldn't recommend, but as a whole, Here's a piece of that cake.
2: (laughs) Yeah, as a whole. Would you listen to go?
1: So would you listen to this again? Oh yeah,
2: oh yeah. Especially because Adam at work listens to this album. Album. Yeah, you for it might just fucking pop up.
1: You did say that you told him
2: we were in the shop, and I was like, I'm gonna play some music, and he was like, okay. And I said, I'm gonna play the album that Michelle chose for this week's podcast recording, and he said, okay, what is it? And in typical Sam fashion, I pretended like he didn't say anything and didn't respond. He just walked over there and turned it on. And it started with Strange Brew and he went, no fucking way. I listened to this album today already. Because <laughs> so, he was just like, why would she choose this? I was like, what are you talking about? She's into rock and roll, you
1: fucking dude." Because I, I, like, I like cream.
2: I said, Adam, you fucking bitch. Stop calling me. I don't even know your answer to your questions.
1: I assume that just no women that he knows would necessarily listen to this. So it's to him a, it's probably more like guy music.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I think he comes from more of a conservative family too, so,
1: so girls are listening to country and I think so. uh Tom Petty and shit yeah. around here. Yep. They don't get into like psychedelic yep. rock
2: zero out of 10 all over
1: the rock and roll kitties.
2: it's pretty fucking solid album i'm going eight and a half
1: do you want to expel another eight and a half and actually period? i'm
2: gonna go eight yeah eight and a half uh it's just solid i don't want to give it a perfect 10 because mm-hmm. there's other albums i would listen to before i listen to this but like i don't know it's a really fucking good album i'm like it makes sense to why it made Cream. Or why Cream was such a big deal. And that they were huge when they were around. And they were kind of a super group as well. Like, all three of those guys were already known. So. It, this album solidifies Cream being in. Like, classic. The annals of classic rock history. Not even classic rock, because classic seems like. Sometimes I say classic rock and it dates it. I it's think just, it's just rock and roll, man.
1: It, it's hard to also just not really, I guess, know how to, uh, if that makes sense, to really know how to identify that as time goes on. Yeah.
2: Because classic rock changes yeah. constantly. Just like Nick at night. One minute they're showing I Love Lucy and the next they're showing fucking tool time. Tool Home time. Home Improvement how many people actually called home improvement tool time probably a lot, a lot of people or the tim allen show or the tim taylor show i'll never
1: forget Let's when watch i watched tim taylor ran into my dad and said urkel's on Urkel's on and my <laughs> mom was like it's family
2: matters
1: <laughs> and then she blew oh smoke out of her mouth and smoke out of her nose we, and we, grew I, horns.
2: i would be your mother in that instance i would be like that's nice no well, honey but it is called Family Matters.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I, like the rest of America, was watching it for one character. I want
2: Urkel! So for
1: me, it was the Urkel show.
2: <laughs> for me, it was the Reginaldville Johnson show. <laughs> no, it
1: wasn't. Uh, describe this album in... Oh, I didn't give it my number. I give it an 8. Sweet. High. That's pretty high for me. Yeah, it is. I've never given anything a 10. I don't even remember what I gave a 9.5. Didn't we recently uh, rate something Rammstein, really high? You
2: gave Romstein a 9.5.
1: No, that was it was like core by STP or uh, something. I think I may have given that Yeah,
2: up. some bullshit. Fuck you. <laughs> it's rock and roll, bitch.
1: I could be making you listen to way worse music than that. Um describe this album in one word.
2: Um Groovy
1: Okay. I am going to describe this album in one word by using the word... "pissant." Oh, I'm saying good. <laughs> I'm just word saying you want. good because <laughs> this album represents goodness. <laughs> it makes me feel good when I listen to it. It makes... I think it's a good album... For the most part, front to back, it's, it's an album that I would recommend.
2: It's good enough you can forget about the Eric Clapton racist rant. It's it's
1: <laughs> probably one of the I think it's a good era of Cream.
2: Yeah, I I don't know either. Like, what does Cream sound like after this?
1: Like, uh, they after this they had White Room. Okay. And Crossroads. Okay. All the down to the crossroads. Yeah. Uh, so that's Cream. It sounds more like Eric
2: Clapton there. It does sound... I always thought that was just Clapton.
1: So for me, I think that this is probably my favorite Cream era. I would have to say this real... uh, Even though I love I Feel Free, I like Spoonful, I still feel like it wasn't... It was still kind of maybe a little too... uh,
2: Need some of that Clapton singing in
1: there. There's something... I feel like they just were in a better place. It's their second album. They're more... um, They've been together a yeah, bit. They're a closer now. They're
2: getting tighter. Yeah.
1: So good. Finally
2: get sick of each other a little bit.
1: It just represents goodness. Um Sam, did you give me a word? Oh okay, yeah, you did. You said yeah, I said
2: groovy, groovy <laughs> and you gave me the peace sign
1: again just like you did the first time. Uh we are finished with the questions, Sam.
2: Uh, hey. What's next? What's next? It's the album called The Message by Little Brand the call, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. It'll make you feel alive. Let me hear you now, Sam, you are in such a different place right now musically.
1: <laughs> I mean, you're still making metal. You're still listening
2: to whatever. Oh but yeah, I'm still, I'm still heavy, bro.
1: I feel like you have been, and and times, in like even though you like hip hop, that there have been par- times where you just kind of don't want to listen to it. Where I want to maybe listen to it, and you're just kind of like eh. I'm happy that you were in this place where you're kinda like falling in love with some
2: hip hop again. It's nice. We're just taking a trip. We're doing this mainly because of the Meli Mel m Aim Eminem beef, but I mean we're listening to some original goddamn hip hop here. This is the, the, the start. The message, baby. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> broken glass everywhere. I'm People pissing, pissing on the, on the stage, stage, you know they, they just, just don't, don't care. care. Yeah, it's gonna be a good time, and you still haven't listened to it. I haven't. I've been waiting. Has, I, I just broke the news. She already knew about this. I
1: did. You gave it to me, but I could have waited because it's a Wednesday. It's a weird time to be
2: recording, but
1: hey, we got it done. We don't have to do two, uh, two uh, in a weekend, yay. so we it wasn't doing that. pushed back that far. Uh, so
2: there you go. The message by Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. Oh, yes, yes, yes. We appreciate a, It's a party. Yeah, there's a bug <laughs> flying around here. It's coming to eat your
1: brains. I am a magnet for bugs that bite. and oh, my blood. So, uh, yeah, thanks everyone
2: for listening. Thanks! Uh, Tell your friends we got a podcast. Say, hey, these guys aren't very good at it. You should listen
1: to this. Especially this episode. My God, this was a rough one. Was it? I don't know. I'm not a good talker tonight. Tonight? Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> we
2: appreciate it. Bye! Just- don't kill yourself. I implore you. What, are, what is this? Is this, like, is this like Eric Clapton, anti-vax song?
1: This has got to stop. Eric Clapton, Van
2: Morrison. God <laughs> <laughs> damn it. All right, well, I'm listening to this for a bit, so...
1: I'm
2: do a commentary on this. Oh, yeah, we'll let this play well, for a so bit. Well, so far, we can... it fucking sucks. Yeah, it's
1: not enjoyable. It's like elevator move. music. It's music. got to
0: stop. Enough is enough. I can't take this BS any longer oh, It's gone enough You wanna claim my soul no? You have to come and break down this door
1: They literally were just trying to help you I
0: knew that something was going on wrong <laughs> When you started down the I can't move my hands I break out and say This song fucking sucks <laughs> Can't take it anymore This side's gotta stop. Enough is enough. I can't take this BS any longer.